Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon. And I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. This is Wrestlecast Radio. We almost are. I mean, technically, we're we're well over two hundred. Just on WrestleCast, not like the whole strong style media gimmick. <laughs> but uh, I mean, award shows, uh, random shows. What yeah, do you call true. it? The uh, what you call it? The draft, draft shows. shows. WrestleCast. So, but you're right for discussing content, <laughs> and uh, definitely has. I have grown from the days of um um and then this. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I definitely a lot more confidence in, in this and that, and, uh, and 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 I mean, I still, you know, I'll, I'll still do the clap, I'll pat the tummy, I'll do the Kamala, but you know, it's just uh, <laughs> well, not that, I just just well, okay. tapping the moons, but uh, but yeah, no, even with uh, with this cold, yes, people can still get colds. That's what but, I said. Uh, yeah, and I just sore throat the other day, and like, and they're like, oh. You shouldn't come to work. I'm like, who, who's going to close the store? Yeah. We'll just close. No, I, I was like, I don't have a fever. And they're like, well, are you hot? I said, yeah. Well, that's a, I said, I'm laying under my blanket. I haven't even got out of bed yet. I just got done watching <laughs> Ruffle Kingdom doing two different radio shows and probably yelling the whole time. And yeah. I slept with my mouth open like a Neanderthal inside of my sleep machine. I was like, people can still get sick. And you're wearing your mask like nine hours a day. When you're at work. Yeah, like, 
like, Do you ever wash like, your mask? I don't, I don't see you as a yeah. mask washer. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise I start smelling my my mouth <laughs> and like my I have a yuck mouth as it is. Hey, yuck ladies. mouth. <laughs> and, that uh, was a rapper back in the nineties, yeah, right? Yuck mouth. Yep. He, he had that song Rolex Rules. Rolling Rules. <laughs> <laughs> I had that CD. <laughs> um, Yowza. But yeah, no, I, I I have like five different Office Depot masks that I uh I wash nice, them. Nice. Nice. Usually, I usually aware. And we're back, one. ladies and germs. So I mean, it's not like we're like anti or This is. Yeah. Like, I, just, I just got off the phone with my sister and went through this whole thing. I was like, no, what's happening is it's like the class thing. It's it's not you know, it's an epidemic yeah. for a reason, but it's an epidemic of the people and the rich yeah, people, versus people, you know everyone else. Yeah. People can still get sick. It, it's still. A- yeah. It's still a thing. <laughs> That's why like my nose is like, red. But I took that Afrin. Shout out to uh, to CH and uh, getting me hooked up with the Afrin and the uh, Sudafeds this morning and uh, something else. But like she was sick for literally a month, like after her birthday, uh, in the middle of December, and uh, she seems pretty okie dokie right now. Uh, where like yeah, like I said, it was really awful. A lot costs a lot of this she took i don't know three or four covid tests and they all came back negative and it was just like oh yeah kelly you can still get sick don't worry yeah. and There's still like the funny thing about that was it, yeah the funny <laughs> thing too is um we also there was an article on yahoo which you know i'd say is more well not as credible as it was maybe a decade ago um but uh they had an article that was like, ooh, is it a cold or COVID? And it was like, they went through the Omicron, the COVID, cold, the flu. And it was just like, well, pretty much, I mean, it's all a gamble. You'll have to go take a COVID test. Uh, it could be either or. Good luck. <laughs> you know, I was like, that's when I was like, all right, Yahoo, we're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> I'm giving up all hope. <laughs> I'm I just decided, like, the other day, I was like, I'm just going to go and do things, because I could still get the flu, like, that was a thing back in the day, and that's bad, too, and I'm like, wait, I just gotta, I gotta live my life, just be smart, be responsible. That's the thing, we are, like, pretty responsible, we went to two AEW shows uh, in the last six months, and three, you're right, and a, and a rap show. With yeah, a third of yeah. the uh, the talent there, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's just it's just getting annoying. Like I knew maybe a one or two people from 2020 and last year, and that was more in the latter part of 2021, where I was like, oh, I know someone that has it, and I just found out it's like nine people back home in Chicago have it, <laughs> and I'm like, really? I mean, those those relatives. They're they're the crazy ones, so you know they don't. But like kids got it. Like I think one of them's like nine, the other one's like five, and that oh, sucks. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's scary. But again, it was just I don't know. That that like that. I guess that was always my ultimate. Like I was talking to Jen, I was like, I was like, hey, we we're gonna we gotta get Sydney to go get his, his shit, and she goes, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get it scheduled. I said, okay, good, just making sure. She goes, yeah, no, trust me, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. I said, okay. Damn. I told Sydney, I was you... like, you need to get some shots. And he goes, no, I don't want any more shots. 
Whoa. Any more? Well, he, he went and got his, like, boosters and stuff a couple months ago. Oh, and they, they, gotcha. they do them in his, in his, like, his thighs. Oh. So, like... Yeah, that's, that's no, he had, no like, bueno. two circles on there, and he, like... He like hit his he hit his band aids and he's like, "Ow, oh, my shots!" I'm like, "You're not hurt." And he's like, "Uh," I was like, "Stop it." And he goes, "Okay." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "You know, you get more of those." Uh. Like, you better get some PJ Mask uh, or Paw Patrol memorabilia in order to not only coax him, which you know, but whatever, but like make him feel like she's being a hero. Yeah, and then exactly. maybe it'll be all good. Exactly. Well, I told him, I said, do you, are, you, are you annoyed that I make you wear my oversized L.A. Dodgers mask every time we go to Walmart? He goes, yeah, it doesn't fit. I said, well, if you get shots. Goes, uh. well, you said, well, if you get shot, I'm like, whoa. Well, yeah, we, we went to a different Walmart than he. I was like, I thought you moved out of uh, <laughs> Maplehood. Jeez. I, I still got to get my booster, but I'm terrified after the second one. How I couldn't even, like, yeah, I couldn't even were... walk to go to the bathroom. I was fucked. I'm you like, wish. I'm trying to figure out what I could take, like, two days off just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you were lit off that Pfizer? Oh, or did you get Moderna? Uh, Pfizer, I think it was. Oh. Yeah, I think it was the Pfizer. It's the one that's in Mall America. Because Mall America, they just have walk-ins. They have, like, a big, it looks like a, it looks like a scene out of, like, like an apocalyptic movie where like they're like tarp tents and you're walking through them and it's just like cement walls with tents over them. Oh, and, and it's oh, like yes. a, that's right. And you're like, yeah, this is kind of weird. Yeah, I felt yeah. no effect. The only time I felt something was the second shot because we were going somewhere. So like I got it like at the end of uh, the day on a Friday, like at four forty-five. So she just, you know, she pricked me and signed my gimmick. And uh, the last time the the nurse who did it, she was like, yeah, wait in the lobby like 15 minutes, you know, yep. and then if you feel good, get out. Well, this chick didn't say anything. And so I was just all like, got the shot, put the coat on, made a joke. We laughed. I laughed <laughs> said goodbye to the, uh, to the uh, ladies who, uh, you know, the call center ladies who I know. I was like, hey, you know, have a good weekend. Uh, not sitting down, and then as I'm driving away from the hospital, I was like, wait, why does my whole body just feel really weird all of a sudden? <laughs> and I was like, oh, because I'm neurotic, and I was fine for like two days. And then, you know, and then I get when, my first cold in like two years. Yeah, when Jordan was like, I, I've worn my mask every day, and I don't have a, I never got a, I wanted to be like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> don't, don't rub it in. She was kind of, I was like, I hope you get sick. I didn't say it to you, but in my head, I, I grabbed the voodoo doll, and I was like, Jordan, we'll get sick. And then I, like, stabbed the throat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, it was, uh, I was interesting. It was definitely interesting, but I'm excited to get that, get that done. Were you more excited Wrestle Kingdom Night 2 or finishing Cobra Kai? In like you said, a crazy. It seemed like a uh, a Wrestle Kingdom viewing. Um, <laughs> where you finished that at like, or started at like two in the morning. Yeah, right. To bed for like an hour and a half. Went to work and then like finished oh, it after that. I was uh, when I kept hitting refresh, waiting for it to to load. And then when it Such loaded, I, 
watched the first half of it, and then at 6 o'clock went to bed, got up at 8, went to work for New Year's, came home, and then I finished it by like 10 o'clock that night, I think, and then I, what did I do? Oh, and then I played, me and Jordan played games on Xbox until like 1 in the morning. You played games. That was, that was my New Year's Eve. I, I sat on Xbox Live with Jordan Jashik. <laughs> <laughs> playing video games like a nerd. And I had some fun with wow. that shit. <laughs> yeah, I uh, apparently got way too lit. I have no idea why. I was in my old Alex feelings, which is not good. Uh, so, that, yeah, nothing as crazy, but um, I was like, all right, well, it's got to lay up the sauce. That's the thing. You, know, you don't <laughs> drink for many years, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to have you know, gin and tonics. That's my safety drink. Well, apparently I go through a bottle and just like wake up at eight AM the next morning like what? I'm telling two dudes to prove who's the better father. Yeah. I'm like, what? That's crazy. Who's the better dad? And then like shit talking someone else who was a very nice person. So I I got into my my feelings apparently and uh, a lot of crazy stuff uh in my mind as of late. Nothing like that, but like, you know, just world and internal family shit and yada yada but you know just you, uh, like wow were you were you wearing uh fake prescription glasses no but i had a, I, I looked good I, we we're playing games it was fine and then you know all of a sudden i was like what it's only 9 30 i'm gonna drink was there was there a kid in a dog kennel no not this time <laughs> I'll never, I'll never forget that evening. My God, Jeez. I don't even remember which media that was. I just remember the kids running around and the the woman's going crazy. Oh, so awkward. <laughs> God bless America. I already didn't <laughs> like that caged animal's father, and then like yeah, that's why I was in my feelings. I'm like, fuck this guy. <laughs> Holy shit, I'll never forget when the damn kid... Get out of the dog kennel! Yeah. Why is your child in, in the dog... And, and Taylor's I think that was like the like... second time I met Jordan face-to-face. And then I just get <laughs> sloshed like an asshole. And I'm like, oh... I, I still remember the dog comes in and she's like, uh, I'd like to go lay down, but there's a person in my bed. You know, just staring at us, like, looking in the kitchen, looking at us, and looking in the kitchen, looking at us, and we're like, oh, there's a child in there. And then... <laughs> and then oh, and my God. My favorite part is, you know, things happen, and, and something something gets broken, whatever. It, it, you know, yada, yada, yada. We don't need to get all into it. But all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, well, let's get that picked up. And all of a sudden... Oh, was that me with the glass? Was that, was that when, yeah. yada, yada? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was with, with the, your hand... Yeah. Got cut. Yeah. So we're well, we're we're tending to that. Here comes Kyle, like the Sandman at um, Showtime at the Apollo. Sweep, 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 sweep. <laughs> hey Kyle, where did you come from with that broom? He's like, just trying to help. He's sweeping, sweeping away. And then I was like, what is Kyle doing? Oh. That's oh, why uh, I'm I'm just gonna stick to my uh, my Snoop Doggness, where I'm just chill <laughs> and laughing instead of trying to quote unquote fit in with everyone here who just drinks and I'm like no that's just that's not my gimmick 
Like I can handle it, but like I don't know why. Like that night, I was just so like, bro, New Year. Well, Obviously, like, it's because I missed the uh, the tag women hardcore match on New Year's Eve Dynamite or Rampage. <laughs> that That's why. That was pretty good. Can't lie. Was it? It was. You, I, you I, dislike I, all of those wrestlers. I what? Do I? I, okay, I mean, they're the, great people. We, I, I mean, Penelope Ford's like the nicest person. She was like, why I, I are these guys keep asking to shake bad. my hand? <laughs> I, like, I, I like Ticante. I think she's pretty good. But, no, the, the, the only thing with that one that was, uh, like, people are giving it stupid high praise, which I understand because they worked hard. But it was like a, yeah. you know, it was like a three-star special. But it was... It was cool. Like I mean, they that's pretty there. good for half of that talent there. Yeah, they basically went in there and they just it, it looked. I mean, they couldn't have went any faster trying to get all their shit in. And yeah. uh, the bunny can blade can bleed like fucking Brian Danielson. I saw the shirt already. Way to go, uh, PWTs. <laughs> she gigged the shit out of, and it was like the the funny thing was the first thing of the match was she got punched in the face with brass knuckles, and she does like the dead cell spin, falls on her knee, and then rolls out of the ring. And I was like, she's gonna gig eight seconds into this match. <laughs> like, here we go. Do you think that's fair? That the only time like big time, I don't want to say big time, but like exposure on women's wrestling, it seems like as if it if it's like a hardcore match. Like, obviously, we got that with the, uh, what was it, teeth and nails, blood and tooth match with, you know, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa that made her over the moon. And then now with the uh, with the tag match on New Year's Eve, I mean, otherwise, people are just shitting on Brandy Rhodes and how overbooked uh, Charlotte Flair is. Like, unless I, they do a hardcore match, that's when people are like, ooh, this is amazing. I, I think the problem is it's, it's – and this is no – Fault by any means, because I, I, I for the most part enjoyed a lot of the AEW women's division. There is some people like I, I love that they brought in Mercedes Martinez. She's a great yeah. fit for a lot of that young talent. I would love it if they'd bring in Taya Valkyrie. I think she's tremendous. Uh, Tony Storm. Yeah, bring in please bring in Tony Storm. You know the the best match Raquel Gonzalez had was the match she had when she defended against Taya Valkyrie yep. before they fired her. Yep. She. She brought everything out of, out of Raquel Gonzalez, and when Raquel Gonzalez was kind of just being her, she just started beating the hell out of her, and she's half her size. And she's Jesus. cursing at her in Spanish. And, well, I was when like, is she going to get cut? She's one of the OG NXT years when she was Reina Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, I think she was uh, on our very first WrestleCast uh, End of Year Awards, and she was, what, your top two worst female wrestlers? She um, she had like that that um, Phantom of the Opera kind of mask, I believe, and yeah, she wore like the, chaps and a cowboy the hat. G, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it was so. She random. was in I the, remember seeing her at that house Young. in Florida. Yep. Yeah, she was in that first May Young, I think. Yeah, she was awful. I couldn't when when they brought her out and she helped um, when she helped Dakota Kai beat uh, what Nixon New not Nixon New what do they call her Tegan Knox. Oh um, yeah, I I was like, dang, I didn't know this girl was still employed. Let alone they forgot what her name is because they weren't calling her <laughs> they changed Raina. It, yeah, yeah and, and here's me just assuming it's going to be who you know, just like you know, apparently we've never seen Duke Hudson before. 
Well, she altered her look, you know, and she got out of the chaps, and honestly, yeah. she improved in the ring. She did. I, she did. I, I thought her and Dakota Kai was a fantastic tandem. I wish didn't get broken up as soon as it did. That could have been something that should still be going on today. Because, like I said on that show, and I was like, wow, she's really, you know, adjusted to and finding her timing and her character and her skills in the ring uh, during that era. And I was like, wow, this is a total Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash scenario. Mm-hmm. I was like, it, they're just going to pull the trigger and, like, three months instead of, you know, killing it, you know, ending it after a year, which I get, you know, especially with the uh, NXT women's uh, division at that time. And I, I thought she did really well in her matches with EO and, you know, just her more character development on the mic. Uh, not again, not gangbusters, but again, a vast improvement. And that's all you can ask, but she's one of the OGers. Everybody's getting cut except Paul Levesque, but we're just, you know, waiting for trips to come out at an AEW show, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, is she going to go next? Her her, her beau, uh, Adam Schurer, um obviously got fired. So, I mean, is she going to well, be next? If you get rid of Ryan Valkyrie and Tony Storm, how is she not expendable? How much of the old core is still there? Living, like I said, chomping to you, you guys in the chat room. Yeah. But, like, what's still... Is oh, Roger no, Strong... right now. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is, is Roderick Strong considered the old guard, too? I mean, he's the old guard just in the vein of Ring of Honor and that era of wrestling. And so, yeah, well, I, mean, I mean, like, I would say so. Because he's newer to that product. Gone. You know, those guys I mean, yeah, gone. I would say so. Because United or Undisputed Era was, what, 2017, 2018. Yeah. So, yeah, again, I mean, didn't, that was... Didn't he beat... I, I didn't watch NXT, but did, didn't he beat Carmelo Hayes? Uh, he lost to Carmelo Hayes because oh, he is oh. new and fresh. So, yeah, Roddy's gone. And guess what? They got rid of everyone in Diamond Mine except Malcolm Bivens, thankfully. But well, it sucks for my Japanese doppelganger, uh, Suzuki, have, to get, um, you know, kicked Brutus out. And, Brutus and Julius, whatever they're, they're, those dudes are? No. The, the Creed who's, who's Brothers? The Creed what, Brothers? What are the Creed Brothers? Consequences Creed? No, these guys are tight. They're just stiff. They're like untrained amateur wrestlers who are like just physically like overpowered. Those from Austin that I like. <laughs> it's kind of like them, yeah. They're they just like Super and they brothers. tag each other by slapping each other in the face, Brutus and they just like Creed. And like the the one time the the guy came in to try to like help his partner, so the Creed dude just grabbed him and he just threw him like under his armpits, threw him over the top rope to get him to stop fighting. That's I was cool. like, these guys are, they're dumb jock wrestling. It's sweet. I've, then, I've I, actually, yes, I've, I've seen that. Uh, I have seen them. It might have been that then, match, but I was like, ooh. A they have Ivy Nails, I think her name is. Chick from uh, Ninja Warrior, or that rock <laughs> show, the Titan Games. Yeah, yeah. She, she like, wears, we like, rooted for her in this house. We were like, this lady is awesome. Like, she should win. She came up short, but when I saw her at the NXT gimmick, I was like, wow. Good for her. Yeah, so they got... And, she but yeah, they got Hideki Suzuki. So yeah. he's gone. 
And then, did, you, did you read that thing I said uh, or I posted where Triple H told TMZ guy that uh, uh, Mr. Sean Ross Sapp that William Regal has a home in NXT until he says he doesn't want one? What? Yeah. I saw it, but I thought that was like a uh, a joke. No, let me, a joke uh, comment you were saying. Let me uh, let me try to Google get the exact Triple H legal. See if I can find it. Um, like I said, man, you got to book WrestleMania a three on three match. Uh, Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, uh, Johnny Laurinaitis. Uh, Taking on, uh, who did I say? Good God. Uh, of course, William Regal, uh, Road Dog, Jesse James, who also got released, and Triple H, uh, which I think Jordan said the best thing ever, uh, <laughs> where he would say in William Regal, and I'm going to butcher this, we got two words for you. <laughs> Great. Again, I butchered the hell out of it, but it was amazing. And I was like, yeah, I'm down for that because, of course, the big swerve would be The Rock coming down and basically, you know, taking out Triple H and helping his boy, Nick Khan. Did that photo make you unsettled like it did me when I saw them all <laughs> eating dinner a month ago? Um, I, don't, I don't remember the photo. Well, apparently, William Regal, reason for WWE firing... Oh, wait, that doesn't make sense. Never mind. These people... <laughs> Right, terrible. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't remember where I saw it, but I definitely saw it. Um, I just like, how many people are like how many are left? It's, it's surprising, and that's that actually ties to something too wrestling related here. We can keep getting into um, that. I kind of just slightly bantered to Doof and Jordan while um, earlier today when I was playing some games with them. And uh, proof that Jordan uh, can't function high because he, he thought we were talking about the elite in WWE. And I was like, what are you talking about? He had no idea what was going on. It was pretty funny. But that's beside the point. Um, I, I heard this earlier when I was listening to the um, Open the Voice Gate. And it's a discussion point that digging deep into it, I really, I really think this ties into... I don't want to say my not liking Wrestle Kingdom Night 1, but my just, I just watched the show. It was whatever. And Night mm-hmm. 2 was a lot better, which we'll get into. I, I mean, it still wasn't, it wasn't it didn't Wrestle need to be Kingdom. A, have a four-hour runtime, not even, yeah, you it, know, including the, uh, the pre-show, which was an hour. But, yeah, it just seemed like, a, uh, I guess, an addition of Dynamite. If we said night one was like a, watching a Raw, this was definitely like watching a Dynamite, where it's a little bit more action uh, and a little bit more faster, uh, faster paced, even with mm-hmm. more matches. So it, it got me thinking, like I said, listening to some talking points. But New Japan is truly in the same spot WWE is, where uh-huh. WWE is, is completely trying to fix it right now with you know, Braun Breaker winning the title and all this stuff. So, that, you know, Rock trying Lesnar. to... He's a draw. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about NXT. I'm not, I'm not oh, talking about, NXT. I'm, Sorry, yeah. I'm talking about, like, how they're trying to remedy the issue because th- their issue that we've said is they don't... There's no stars. It's They have to constantly go back to Roman and 
and Lesnar because they don't know how to make stars. As I, you know, I said this before, Big E wins the title and goes 9-11 on TV as champion, including losing two times in one night. They don't know how to build talent. And the more and more we talked about Dragon Gate the other day, and as I was going over my awards ballot, which I, I have to do mail, I, I have to rate or I have to put everything in order, but I have everything but show and match of the year done. So my ballot's done. I just got to rank it now. Um, but they just, you know, they rely on all the old guard. They don't make new talents. And then, like I said, we were, we were talking Dragon Gate and we're putting over this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. And just as an exercise here, let, let me let me pull up. I'll, I'll just go off memories. Fuck, fuck pulling it up. 2020, we'll say 2020. Also, by the way, I didn't get a, uh, did not receive an attachment. I forgot to mention that to you the other day, yesterday. I'll try to do it again. But anyways, what's that point? So, um, the, the example that was used was 2027, five years from now. I think that's a good way to look at it. In five years from now, we'll all be dead. I mean, we, we all we we talk about how WWE is is so they're they're on such a bad spot where if it wasn't for like the, these new contracts they're going to get are not going to be great or the same. It's going to be tough and yada yada yada. But is it going to be like years, 90s era WWF, like early 90s where they were getting like 200 bucks an appearance? I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I don't. I guess I don't know the money aspects of it. But, um, like five years from now, when you look at this company, you know, what is New Japan going to look like? As an example, full, people that are working a consistent uh, uh, full time. Oh shit! This I can't send this yet. I gotta. I gotta make changes. Yeah, I don't don't send it yet. You're fine. I didn't save a blank one. Um, you know what I would say in five years, uh, in a perfect well, world, let me, let me, Okada would transition my... to the Tanahashi role, and Sho would be running everything. <laughs> no, it can't. That's never going to work. <laughs> and that'll never work. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Like, so let me let me get to this. Jumping in off ladders. From, is in five years from now, are we going to still see consistently Yuji Nagata? No, I uh, maybe okay. the guy who was in the first ever New Japan match just came out at the Rambo. But that's not ago. regular. I'm talking working all the Corkins and the Hot Road Two shows and the pay per views. No, no. Okay. No. Is Satoshi Kojima going to be doing that? I think the bread will finally get to him, and he won't be able to lose that 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 weight. So no. Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> yeah. I, he's I the think king of pro wrestling, bro. Some, somebody even brought this up. Who's to say that he's even full-time in, in New Japan in this year with how much he's doing outside stuff and running his shop and traveling? and He might not even be full-time for New Japan this year. Who knows? Dude, they um, gave him the trophy. Oh God, don't say it. So oh, he's, definitely, <laughs> he's definitely going to be there. He's their guy. They would not give it to Murder Grandpa if they didn't believe in one Minoru Suzuki. Well, of course they believe in him, but he's going to do his own thing. <laughs> he's doing, you know, I, it depends but, on what his what his chick does. What, what Miko said, I can't believe I just called Miko chick. To what his uh, better half does in, in so, the UK. You know, let, let's look. At, let's look at even more important people. Is, is are we truly going to see Tetsuya Naito? 
full time with those knees in five years? Yeah, I mean, I guess you'll have to talk to me at the after the uh, anniversary show. But um, no, I mean, I, I will say he looked ready to wrestle against Jeff mm-hmm. Cobb. I really, really liked that match. I really, really liked his performance. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Cobb was definitely the leader that we all know he can be. And I think he has found his footing and who he can be outside of Ring of Honor, but uh, definitely with uh, with New Japan. Just a different so, shade of him. But yes, I, I, I would say Naito, no. no. So uh, let's, let's look at, is Kota Ibushi going to stay held together? Um, if he's not chasing uh, the wrestlers of stardom around, I will say yes, he will be. So, so we should hopefully have Stone Ibushi. You know, Okada will be there. Oscar will be there. You know, are we sure we're even going to see Jay White again? I hope so. <laughs> like, you know, looking at this and and, and look at it as an example of he's got to do the face up, turn. People bring up the. The whole, you know, well, they look at the new talent. They they gave Sho and Yo a singles match at the Dome. That's that's them doing new talent. Yo is thirty three years old. Sho is thirty two years old. What? It's not new. They're going to be thirty eight years like old. In no, they're they're they've been. Think of this. He's they older than Okada. Boys. Yo is older than the Rainmaker. They were young boys in like 2014, 2015. So like they they're not set up for anything. And another good point that I heard was Ren Narita came back and he's still a young boy in a way. What? He, not he with went that out there. Hair. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, if you think about it, he came out just he came out. I don't even think he had his own I mean, music. He was doing sharp shooters. You're right. He was doing some basics still. I noticed that. You know, so it's like you bring him back after the excursion, and it's you really didn't do anything with them. This, this I think the more no... it wasn't supposed to spotlight him, though, is no, what I, I would think. I agree with that. And maybe in a way, it that. was because it's Renderita. Like I was super pumped. The crowd was hyped to see him. Uh, the announcers popped. So I mean, I think it was really cool to see, and he held his own with Shibata again, going over eleven minutes. Um, being what like the third highest uh, time or longest match. Anyways, um, no, I thought Renderita, if true, eh. But that's when you got to pull the Dragon Gate thing and let him do his thing. But and so that that's kind of what where where this leads With the me shooters is. This is where where I'm I'm trying to get to here is. Um, we talk about Dragon Gate. I think this whole New Japan the way that they do their young talent, it doesn't work anymore. No. They don't have the sustainability. Kanahashi's not going to be there every day in five years from now. They don't have the sustainability to to run the way that they, they normally run because they're running out of people. Hmm. I, I mean, Kent is not going to be here five years from now. That makes me sad because they kept talking about, like, Chris Charlton – uh, made an excellent point. He was like, if this was 10 years ago at the Dome and it was Ken, that Kenta versus Tanahashi, mm-hmm. he was like, this will be the greatest match ever. And I was like, well, what do you mean? 
Like, I don't know that Kenta. Like, I don't know that Daniel Bryanson from the, the early days of Ring of Honor. I'm seeing glimpses of it now, thankfully, as I'm being told. Like, I'd never seen that Kenta you would talk about, that you would mark out about with love and, like, admiration of what he did and, and could do. And then to see that time wasted as Hideo Otami, which, again, was poked <laughs> fun of. But I think, you know, it's done well in New Japan, you know, again. But this is sadly the version of Kenta that I know where you, again, Ooh. you have that 10, 15 years prior where I'm like, well, shit, <laughs> like, that sucks. <laughs> I'll never see that. But I love the Kenta that I'm seeing now. You know, you know, Shingo's almost 40. Who's, are we confident that Hiroma with the way he wrestles is going to be able to keep doing this? Well, Sonata. Sonata is going to be a key to that, I would say. I mean, they got to do something. He's got to, like, LIJ has to break up unless Hiromu becomes you know, the de facto leader. Goto just turned 42. It, yeah, it, I'm looking at it right now. Sonata's only six months older than Yo. Well, still pretty young. But think of, but think of the trajectory between the two. Of how long it took them to finally do something with with Yo, you know, like this, and, and show would, like they waited I would all give this the time. To Sonata in that comparison, but yeah, I, I see what you mean. I mean, like I said, I was always I thought Show had the 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 brighter future out of the two, but yeah, Yo picking up two wins against him, and and I'd say he has more fire to him uh, since he came back from that horrific injury. Uh, so I appreciate that of Yo, um, you know, instead of the awkward dancing to the ring and in the ring, he can just be Jane playing Manila, do some cool, you know, moves and get a surprise win and keep that feud Ooh. going, but not doing it, you know, in two weeks. You know, and, and look at, look at even their counterpart on their show. Saya Kamatani just turned 25. She's only yeah. wrestling for three years. Look at, look at, um, Starlight Kid is 20. 20 Utami yeah. Hayashi Shida has only been wrestling for three years. But they're pushing people. And we talked about it last week. SB Kento is a, a barely over a year pro, but they're, they're pushing him. They're, this New Japan, I think, has to get out of their ways with, the, with, with making their, their young talent mm-hmm. because they just – it, they don't have the time like they did. It was one thing when you were in that when when February 2012 when Okada beat Tanahashi for that title, that started the the golden era of New Japan. And you could you could slow burn and build everything. Now hmm. that's not this era. And you got to figure out a way to fix it because this Wrestle Kingdom was evident. <laughs> I mean, so it was definitely far evident. stretched. So far stretched. They, wrestling has got to do away with these two night gimmicks. I'm sorry. Like, it's getting so tiring where it's just, it's becoming a chore, whether it's this upcoming WrestleMania, last year's WrestleMania, uh, Peter Pan, uh, Wrestle Kingdoms. Like, it seems like everyone in Japan has done it. Like, wasn't uh, uh, Dragon Gate, their big one in the summer, uh, wasn't that a two-day event? It was a two-day event this year. All, usually it's one. They went two this year because they did the Masami Shiro show. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, it's always been a one night. But it's just so like... DDT uh, did uh, two nights for Peter Pan. 
and, and even if it's good, like if it's good, I think is is different. You know, look at look at Wrestle Kingdom uh, fifty or fourteen. That mm. was two nights. But I mean, if you look at it, Naito J White was great. Okada Abushi was great. Hiromu Osprey was great. Moxley Archer was great. These are all the final four matches. These were all fantastic matches. Um, go to night two. The Saber Sonata was good. Moxley Jesus oh, yeah. was good. Uh, Goto Kenta was good. White Abushi was kind of eh, but Jericho Tanahashi was good. Um, and then Naito Okada was arguably the match of the year when he finally got the payoff. That was all. That was good. So, like, I didn't mind being up for both nights of that shit. That's when we had mm-hmm. Suzuki come out and challenge Moxley. Oh, you know, yeah. It was great. But, like, this year was just, it, was, it wasn't the same thing. So, is this the third year in a row, then, they have done the two nights? Because Liger, yeah, that was 2020 then, right? Yeah, they did it before um, COVID, even. Whereas everybody was doing it because of COVID. They were getting that um, access exposure during that time, which will be coming back in a few months. Night one drew 40K and night two drew 30K. So they did 70,000 70, fans for these two shows. Both <laughs> nights so far has yet to get a third. No, a quarter <laughs> of both those nights combined. What do you say? I get the restrictions and, and whatnot, but what do you say about the second night getting only half of the first? I, I don't know. Especially with weird. Night 2 having a stronger card on paper even before the events that we saw. It's it's weird. It's almost like they papered something in the first night or something. I don't know. Weird Wrestle Kingdom 16 attendance numbers. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Especially getting Naito in a singles match against a uh, guy who formed huge credibility, especially in the G1 tournament this year in Jeff Cobb. Uh, Sonata always being, you know, a top baby face uh, with the fans. And, uh, geez, Penta's tight. Uh, and then, of course, I, who I think we want to talk future, Ryan. Again, I don't know how old the great O'Card uh, is, but... Uh, uh, 30. Again, pretty young. Eights is 30. Yeah. Think about that. Like, but Okan's perfect... champion material. Like, no but, doubt about it. But you just made a perfect comparison. If, is, yeah, did you say eights is 30? Yes. So, compare their careers for me. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know his Rev Pro gimmick, but I mean, he just came out of Excursion. He uh, murdered Tenzan and, and told him, you can't do your chop, uh, your chop thingy. Um, and he's made a character, uh, a caricature of a certain time and certain characters, it seems like, but he makes it work. Like, he's building on that culture, and he's kicking ass in the process of, of doing it. Um, so, comparable to that, him and Aita, Aita's, you know, what, a multi-time uh, so, world champ? Aita, junior champ? Aita is going into his 11th year as a pro. Uh, he's 
currently GHC Junior Tag Champ with the Sauron guy. He won yes. the 2013 Summer Venture Tag League with T Hawk. Uh, he they won him him T Hawk and Flamita won the Open the Triangle League Championship uh, tournament in 2013. Um, uh, was a Twin Gate Champion with T Hawk. Won King of Gate 2020. A our four time Twin Gate Champion with T Hawk. Once with Big R Shimizu. Three-time and current Open the Triangle Gate champion, two-time Brave Gate, and one-time Dream Gate champion. Wow. Under the same age. That's my point with this with this system. It just doesn't well, work anymore. Well, he also anymore. started in 2016, meaning the Great Ocon. Yeah, but why? So and he was he stuck was... in England because of uh, COVID. Yeah, but he would have been over there anyway because of the excursion. Yeah. So I mean, you okay? So you look at the first five years of Ata. He, so you think he the won... length of excursions is old hat. Like I always say, you, you know, the Bill of Rights and you know, yada yada. Like I, I've always said, like that's shit you got to change like every twenty five years. Like you got to mm. look at it and be like, well, well, this doesn't pertain in the year twenty twenty one from stuff in seventeen seventy six. Like let's be real. Everything has changed from the Constitution, the amendments, and the Bill of Rights. So you're just like, well, let's switch it up. Uh, And I think uh, maybe they have to do that with these excursions. I think they're viable. It's kind of more difficult nowadays, so I don't think you can do it. But again, that's why Dragon Gate was like, you know what? Bleep it. We're going to do this. Like, we're going to – these guys obviously have shown promise. They have done the young lion routes by, you know, wearing the dark trunks and doing, you know, the basic maneuvers. But then also they saw these characters while they were, you know, the three of them were tagging Funky Jackie, Kamea, Kamea, uh, Hip Hop Kakuda, Get Well Soon, and of course, Espy Kento. So they had all of that. And then they said, you know what? We're going to split you all up. And then, you know what? We're going to bring the two, even though I love Funky Jackie, um, Kamea. Uh, they were just like, you know what, we're going to get these guys in a group because they are our future. And they're approving it now, and they're only just going to get better. In what ways, I'm not sure, because I don't know how SP Kento can get any better, to be honest with you. Maybe maybe uh, facial hair, you know, to add to the layers <laughs> of him. But, again, he's pretty damn perfect, I, I would have to say. Um, so, I mean, in that regard, they are, they are pretty great, but new Japan, again, they have, I think a strong core, um, with, uh, with Renderita and, and shooter and, uh, the other guy we we're just talking about. That's just, that's just the only thing, like it, it worked before, but they, they consistently didn't make, didn't develop anything. You know, Ata, Ata went to Mexico from, it looks like May 2012 to July of 2013. So 14 months, you know, about a year. And when, when they returned, they immediately had him, T-Hawk, and UT start their own stable. Jesus. Uh, uh, as, as they started the Millennials. And then him and T-Hawk won that Summer Venture Tag League beating uh, Hulk, and, Hulk and Yamado, I think, in the finals. And then, like, they just started running rough shot, and then it went from there. You know, they they're beating mm-hmm. the Jimmies. They're you know the veteran. Then they made veteran goon Shima, Dragon Kid, and uh, Mochizuki to take down these millennials. And like they they take the young guys and they immediately insert them and build them and, and do it. 
Now, mind you, yes, they're doing that with Okada. They tried to do that with Sho and Yo. But mm-hmm. that's three people. That's all that is. It's only three people. We can, we, can, we can comfortably say, when you look at the Young Lions, since, since Okada came back from excursion, Okada and Yoshihashi, because they were young boys together, there's only yep. three that are on television. Four if you count Wato. I mean, am I missing anyone? No. No, you are not. We're in the is that why Yoshihashi is getting to his flowers? Maybe. Because his boy's Okada. <laughs> Almost became two belts Hashi. But Wild. think of this. Oh, I guess, I guess um, Evil. I forgot about Evil. Because he was... Uh, we saw Evil on Excursion when at ROH. He worked uh, G. Lethal and Hopkins as Takake Watanabe. But even, even that, so we'll say five. We'll say show, yo, evil, Okan, Wato. And, and Hiromu. That's the other one I forgot. Cause he Hiromu, yes. So, so, because um, he was an ROH. I forget he was uh, a young lion because he looked totally different. He was with uh, Daniel Vikazarian in ROH. So he was part of their group. Um, That's cool. Holy shnikes. So, we'll say six. So, six since 20, we'll say 14. In this last year, we got Funky Jackie Kamei, SB Kento, Hip Hop Kikuda. Uh, you look at the four that worked Final Gate, they all looked tremendous. That's, that's six as, oh, uh, we, we got La Estrella. Oh, yeah. Right? Dude, that's four to eight in a year. They gave us six in, in seven years. You know, Ben K is is class of 2016. Dragon Daya, shouldn't Skywalker? These guys are main eventers. Like that's that's where the, the that's where this company goes wrong is they don't. It, it you know, like I said, you know, long long story short of my where I was going with this a half hour ago or whatever. This is company that Dragon just, Gate is awesome. It well, not only is Dragon Gate awesome. But New Japan is doing the direct opposite of, of what Dragon Gate's doing. And look but at, the funny thing the is, is, yeah, and, and you know, kind of going back to the beginning of this and, and talking about the demise of the original NXT into, you know, kind of doing, you know, people are faulting them and their product, even though they're doing what people have been bitching and wanting them to do. You know, it's like, Hey, build new people, even though it's very lame at times, but you know, again, in this world and, you know, lack of people maybe going to events, it's hard for them to do matches instead of just doing it at a performance center. So, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it's hard for me to watch. Sure. Uh, Braun breaker. I mean, like everyone, I mean, he has a great upside potential, um, that guy just is a star already. Um, and if He's they somehow can get matches. to find their name. Yeah, they've been working them right mm-hmm. away. High profile. But, um, uh, God, him and Walter, imagine that. Uh, but you're right, though. I, I, think, I think this NXT, as shitty as it is, I, this is, I commend them for doing it. Yeah. And people hate it. Like, people hate it. But, but then why wouldn't are... you keep these people that's shown and proven the successes because the takeover is still, even with this, with the groups that they've had, or even previously let go within the last year, they always put on fantastic premium live events or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Uh, so like with me, <laughs> yeah, where we give away what? half of our tickets because nobody wants to buy them. 
don't like, pardon me, um, but with me, I think it's, you know, why get rid of your regals, your teachers, your veterans because of this, just because of the the owner's uh, son-in-law. Like, it's so ridiculous, like, the bullying and and the vindictiveness uh, is, is crazy to see. Speaking of Vince McMahon and Triple H drama, Vince McMahon, Ryan, actually tweeted uh, a, a couple of hours ago. It's, uh, he stated, the top two at WWE execs are old and cannot wrestle. Shawn Michaels, Bruce Pritchard, and others also have roles with the company. I let Samoa Joe's contract expire as I felt his wrestling wasn't good enough. Hashtag WWE SmackDown. Who said that? Vince McMahon. At what? Vince McMahon. I gotta look this up. <laughs> no, it's from one of my meme groups. Obviously, it's a play on the Tony Khan Big Swole controversy, okay, that's which what I was blew like. my Saturday. Uh, and my Sunday, uh, I was in a wormhole and all this because I thought it was just ludicrous. Not on Tony Khan's part, um, but uh, that's beside the point. But yeah, that that definitely got me fuming. Um, but no, that was a a joke tweet about the response of Samoa Joe. But again, you can have a Samoa Joe be a commentator, be a coach. Uh, you know, he can obviously show many facets on on this young class, and I'm sure they wouldn't mind having a a wise Jedi like Samoa Joe at the helm. It's just so baffling that they're just going in a direction 30 years ago. What are we going to do with that, Ryan? <laughs> I mean, Brown Breaker literally dresses like he's from the 90s. I get it, the Steiner brothers. <laughs> but still, you can make him a Steiner, but modern as hell. Well, yeah. Well, Scott still won't let him use the name because he owns it. But yeah. Um, and they, so blue check mark on Twitter, uh, tweeted, we asked around about WWE firing triple H's people from NXT and whether it was a conspiracy. It's not only a hundred percent legit, but it was also personal. The source said, you're not a conspiracy theorist. It was triple H's people, specifically triple H's people. And it was all intentional. What do you do? If you're, if you're trips, like, how does that not put a strain on, I mean, is he just obviously done with that brand? I Moving on to a different facet of the company. I, I just, I don't, I, <laughs> there's a gif of some kid crying and ripping on his hair and says up and coming wrestlers in WWE when they're told Paul Heyman and Triple H really like you. <laughs> no, <laughs> Funny. Yeah, apparently, so apparently Triple H specifically wanted Joe back and that's why after he got fired they came back. The WWE uh, the last two days has been like lasting 20 minutes of the Godfather. All that's missing is Shawn Michaels asking Nick Khan to get him off the hook. Vince having Triple H killed in his car and Stephanie hysterically screaming at Vince as he closes the door on Linda. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Vince would allow. I mean, I don't know. It'll be freaking wild if we see Shawn Michaels released. I mean, Vince has always had a thing for him, uh, always protected him uh, during the crazy heydays. So that would be interesting. Shawn, do you leave out of respect? I, for the fallen? No. No, I don't. 
Everyone's going to say it's just business. But here's a picture that, that, that tells a thousand words. Ooh. 2019 um, Hall of Fame. I doubt you're going to remember this because I, I wouldn't have even remembered the year had I not looked at this. Do you I remember think I stopped were... watching those in like 2016. Was that the Bischoff? No, that was last year, right? Bischoff that was and the NWO. DX induction. Okay. You... And they shit talk AEW on that one, right? Because Billy Gunn that was, was there when... and will shit can uh, you or whatever. When, when Billy Gunn's like, he goes, I can say I don't work here. He goes, I already got fired or something about being fired. And Triple H goes, Vince will buy that piss ant company just so he can fire you again. And it says, who would have <laughs> thought Billy Gunn would end up having the last laugh? Life comes at you fast. <laughs> Man, it's just wild. Like Talk about long-term storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Gabe Sapolsky got turned. Yeah. I was about to ask, what's what's his legacy? Pretty big one, right? In the in the landscape of pro wrestling, ECW, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, like yeah, I mean, he he started you know started evolve. <coughs> yeah, damn Triple H when he goes back to work at NXT, fighting all his recruits are gone. It's a picture of Will Smith in the last Fresh Prince episode <laughs> in the house. That's messed up. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's a weird time in wrestling, and, and unfortunately, WWE and AEW can't sign them all, and they can't. We we name to start the show like five women they should hire, but you're like, wow, they already have like twelve female wrestlers, and like five of them get shown. So I part of the reason why I. I will say I'm an advocate and okay with them hiring a lot of people like they do and, and bringing it down. Like I, I truly think that they need, to, they need to try to get Johnny Gargano and not let him go back. Why? Um, so, okay, so for example, Johnny Gargano, when he started, he, he got a, a tryout match with Dragon Gate USA. By the end of Dragon Gate USA, who was the – Number one guy in the history of that company. Uh, Brody Lee. Dragon Gate USA. I'm going to pull this up right now. Uh, Ricochet. Um, where am I going? ACH. ACH. Uh, how long? So, so open the United Gate. Or is that is that the tag? That's the tag. He's the ACH. <laughs> That's funny though. Uh, open the Freedom Gate. Uh, 873-day title reign, Johnny Gargano. Wow. He lost it to Ricochet. He held it from November 13th. So B.B. Hulk held it for 426, lost it to Yamato, uh, January 20th, 2011, who then lost it uh, to Johnny Gargano, November 13th of 2011. Ricochet beat him April 4th, WrestleMania weekend of 2014. Jeez, 2014. (laughs) And then November of that year, Gargano beats him again. Gargano, in that 873-day span, had 22 title defenses. Dumb question. Did they travel to Japan on a monthly basis or just like every once in a while, the Dragon Gate USA roster? Uh, Dragon Gate USA um, was mostly worked in America. They did they did, so they did what, like four, four shows a month, maybe? Um, 
If maybe, that, uh, maybe two, like your big weekend, maybe, Milwaukee, Chicago. Yeah, something like that. I think is more more prevalent. Um, was, you know, another guy who went over to Evolve and had it basically as a tryout, and then became Matt one of Riddle. the staples was Johnny Gargano. Whoa, really? Yeah, him and him and Drew McIntyre were tag champs for. They were the they were the initial tag. They actually were the first tag champs. Yeah. Why isn't that a thing on the main roster? Why hasn't it ever been? That's crazy to me. That that so, pairing. What? So you you have Gargano now in both of these companies. You look at Gargano when he got to NXT. He was, you know, an opening match guy, and he became arguably the greatest NXT person they've ever had. Every place he goes, he walks in the door in the entry level and he always becomes the, the ace of that company. Why would you not want to bring that guy in? He's over everywhere he goes. That dude was selling out basketball stadiums for NXT. He was or the four horsewomen? They weren't there when Gargano was there, I thought. Well, I know, but they sold out those stadiums first. They sold out full sale. I mean, you had NXT, you had the Brooklyn that had Sasha. Yeah, it was the original. They sold it out. But, I mean. They paved the way. That's fine. But Johnny Gargano is, is, he's incredible. So he's more, wow, okay. More than Adam Cole in that position. Um. I'm I'm biased. That's so I'm probably the wrong person to ask that because I'll say Adam Cole, but it's because like I said, I'm biased. That's why I'm like very surprised that I mean you're you're going this way and and over Champa. Like if I mean you would obviously take Gargano over Champa, especially yeah. at this stage of their careers, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But like if you look at it, everywhere that that guy has gone, he's he went from a opening match. Dark match. He was a dark match wrestler. Because he's able he to get to. over with the crowd. He's able to build that connection. Again, I only heard of Johnny Gargano. I don't know, you know, before, obviously, mm-hmm. NXT exposure. Um, you know, I read his name on various dirt, you know, sheets. And I don't yeah. know if we saw him that time in Chicago. I'm not sure if he was on the I card. I don't believe he worked that show. Um, okay. I can try to find the card to be safe, though. But, um, yeah, you got the DVD on your shelf. But... With Gargano, I, when I went to that NXT house show four or five years ago, and it was like 30 people, and it was like Ricochet's unofficial debut because he did not step in that ring, but he was filming it in the back, and I went to him, and then I gave him a WrestleCast bracelet, two to be exact, uh, for his lady, and then they broke up, and then I was like, is it because of the bracelets? Anyways, <laughs> so like... With with him and his match, he came out and he was just like shaking a hand. Yeah, he know, was there, clapping hands with the fans and doing this and that. And I'm like, wow, this guy's got really great character. Like everyone can connect with him. And you know, just I didn't realize how over he was, except when there was like these hundred people, you know. And I'm like, wow, this guy's really got something. But he's also really small. But he's just hard muscle, you know, as well. <laughs> so, um, you know, but I so I was like, I it's totally believable in that instance so um i mean i i didn't know he came like that okay well yeah i agree i agree i i think i think one thing you could say about johnny gargano is 
I'm not saying team, but if you look at just, you know, even with what you've just seen, mm-hmm. you could argue he's one of the best tag team wrestlers ever. Oh, yes, it, yes. You know, he's so he So it was Chuck Taylor, Johnny Gargano, Rick Swan, and Drake Younger in a four-way at the show he went to. Wow. And apparently we should have got there for the dark. There was three dark matches. What were they? Uh, Eric Cannon defeats Kyle O'Reilly. What? <laughs> that was what? a thing. Uh, Silas Young defended the AEW heavyweight title against Gran Akuma and Samurai Del Sol. Interesting. And then the Soul Touches defeated Billy Ray's Gringo Loco and <laughs> uh, my guy from Winnipeg that I used to book, Danny Duggan. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> No, I had no idea. <laughs> no, we were lit, shaking <laughs> I was, I was, Danielson's hand. I was crushing them five dollar Bud Lights. I like our whole like the whole like guardrail was just cans everywhere. Like the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm surprised they didn't run, run out of beer. God, was just... so good. People were smashing beers at that show. That's why I think it was so fun, too, because you had all these drunk people that just drinking beer, marking out. And I'll never forget in my Naruki Doi time, the one guy that goes, Naruki Doi! <laughs> and I just kind of looked at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I no. completely ripped my headset out of my speaker. Holy shit. I did like a pose when I said Naruki Doi. Oh, Warriors... was it the Okada? Was it the Rainmaker pose? We saw um, that. It kind of was, actually. I think I, I'm redoing it without my cord over my hand. You remember when Shingo did that in night one? Yeah. And then it, you know, bit him in the ass. <laughs> remember when he when he hit uh, Dragon Kid with Made in Japan off the fucking middle rope and beat him? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard Dragon Kid was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, he killed him. Shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, I suppose, though, we're, we're an hour and ten minutes in. We should get into the show here, so we're not. I, I want you to get healthy. By the way. Yeah, so if there's, like, sales, silence, ladies, and, and germs, it's because I have my mic muted and I'm sneezing consistently. Um, Ryan knows how irritating my sneezes are, so. No, yours are tight because you have so much effort in them. <laughs> effort? I've, I've never been told that. <laughs> Like you've been going hard. I'm like, damn, I bet that feels so good. It does. That's why I do it loudly. I'm saying, like, I'm I'm on Team Alex with the sneezes because I'm like, God, I'm so relieved. I hope I just wanted to go blow a huge snot bubble in a in a handkerchief after that. He's gonna he's gonna feel so uncongested, be able to breathe. I envy that. I went back and as I was, it was like, you have memories on on Facebook, and it was. My lives I was doing from Tokyo, and we're uh-huh. walking to Corkin, and all you hear is me going, <sighs> as I'm walking, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh uh, funny. WWE Holiday Tour Live, Madison Square Garden, what? 53.76 was their ticket sold. Wow. 51% of Madison Square Garden. Yeah, but night two of Wrestle Kingdom only did like six thousand, allegedly. 
Yeah, but this is bad. That's like that's like not selling up Cork and Hall. I thought they haven't sold Madison Square Garden in forever. And I thought New Japan hasn't sold out Karuk and Hall in forever. Well, they sold out Cork and to what they can. Oh, I thought, like, you had a report, like, two years ago where, like, Dragon Gate and, like, All Japan were, like, beating them. Oh, I mean, they, they, they for the most part, but, like, the big shows don't. It's just they oh, run gotcha. they run Corkin so, so much. Yeah, but wouldn't uh, you just always go? I would, shit. Uh, would I the wrestlers just hang out with, with, like, the fans since everything's so close? Do you know how broke I'd be if I did live in uh in in Tokyo by the, by Cork? I go to every show. Yeah, you I'm would. like, ooh, yeah. six 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 is here. Gotta go see it. Ah, they're running heat up here. Gotta go see it. <laughs> like, I would watch everything. Glade, <laughs> would you go to, to Choco Pro? If I was allowed to, shit yeah. I'd ask Bali Anaki if I could get books. Yeah, but I was about to say you're a wrestler, so like you're you're the legend of technicality. So people are, do you, do you believe this? People are people are saying, you know, the only reason that um five thousand people went to Madison Square Garden is because they're afraid of COVID. Oh, one well, probably guy. didn't get the vaccine. The, the day before. Uh, the New York Knicks played the 15 and 17 Atlanta Hawks on Christmas Day. Alex, do you want to guess the attendance? Capacity um, is ninth. So Madison Square Garden can do 19,763. I would go 22,000, Bob. Uh, there's no physical way they could make that work unless they're sitting on people's laps. Have you ever heard of, you know, hanging... Off the rafters, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but but ironically, they sold nineteen eighty. They're hanging from the rafters, so they sold forty nine more tickets than they were allowed to for standing room. But, wow. but my point is, people that scared in New York to go to an event because the day before they fought four times the amount of people were at that. Yeah, show. but AEW didn't they sell like double what the E did in New York yes. and Jersey? Then they sold the, out Arthur Hash Stadium with like over twenty thousand people. When they worked Long Island, uh, AEW sold more tickets than WWE put on sale. Whoa! What about hockey? Ah, uh, well, they were closed during Christmas. <laughs> let's let's find let's find the latest the last Islanders game. Or we'll do Rangers for the sake. Especially of since that. they suck. As uh, CM Punk said, but Blackhawks aren't yeah. any, any better. They're play, let's go Wild beat the Bruins. Um, let's see. What, what was the last last New York Rangers game? Uh, at, uh, at home, they played the Florida Panthers, ironically for your sake. Ke'Andre Miller getting the winner. He looks like nice. a young Tommy Davidson. Um <laughs> The Rangers, uh, Sheskerton at 42 saves, holy shit. Um, the Rangers sold 15,000 seats against the Florida Panthers. So, the fans weren't nervous to go. Let's let's look at the Islanders for the sake of what you said, too. <coughs> and then we'll get into Wrestling Kingdom. 
Wrestling Ooh. Kingdom, I called it. What the hell am I? Hey, guys, did you see that Wrestling Kingdom? God, it's so yeah. crazy. There was, like, the storyline, the main storyline was so over-convoluted uh, for Wrestle Kingdom with, like, nine championships between three dudes where it was just, like, and then everything else was just there. You're like, what? That's happening? That's happening? Oh, Yo versus Show. That makes sense for a Wrestle Kingdom. That's happening? That's happening? <laughs> we see a very, very weak guitar smash attempt by a legend of air yeah. guitar. Apparently, that's Yo, all he could do. Well, but then goes ham off a 90-foot ladder. What? Why was he gimmicking the kendo stick? He was, like, stopping and not hitting it with it. I I popped, man, at the beginning when Kento, uh, Kento, Kenta and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi start the match by going at each other at a brisk pace and swinging <laughs> their kendo sticks just uh, as brisker. <laughs> so for the Islanders comparison, uh, they were 142 fans over capacity in their last game, 17225 or 255. Jesus. Um, now, mind you, Connor McJesus was there, so that probably played a. Whoa. Played a little Are you going to name your kid, kid Connor and or David? The, I got to have a kid then. Oh, never mind. They completely sold out against the Buffalo Sabres, and the Buffalo Sabres are trash. So, yeah, people are people are fine out there. <laughs> um, where do you, okay? Let's 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 look at this. Where where do we want to start? Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, where? Oh, I was gonna. I thought you were we were talking sports. I was like, man, are the Bulls for real? Because I think they are. Hey, what did I tell you about Lonzo, man? I know. I, I eat crow on that. You I, you were 100% right. Uh, but now he can score when he wants to. And it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But his defense is impeccable. And his assist game is beautiful to watch. That whole court, Zach Levine. I mean, yep. you, you talk highly of him. And then he got traded. And like, oh, this guy. This jobber. Alex Caruso? This is Mick Carter. What about what about my boy Caruso, man? Oh yeah, I mean Kobe White, who I love off the draft um, a couple mm. years ago, and I, I, you know, he's finally finding himself, especially post injury. So I'm I'm all for it. This team feels special, but then you're like, oh yeah, the Golden State Warriors. Wow. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors are playing uncanny basketball, and yes. they and they're and they still haven't gotten Clay back yet. No Clay, yeah. They're twenty nine and nine. Now Phoenix is twenty nine and eight. To be fair, Phoenix is the best team in the league. Really? But still, yeah. They, they they played one less game and they have one less win. But if you look at this, like Steph Curry is playing the third leading score on on the team is is uh, Jordan Poole. <laughs> look at look at this team. The, the, do you know who the the top five? Can you name for me? the top five leading scorers on the Golden State Warriors who have the best record in the NBA minus a game? Um, Steph Curry. Number one. Seth Curry. Uh, he's not on the team. Um, Curry. Nope, that's not a person. Um, uh, Draymond Green. Uh, he's like number nine six. He's almost, nine he almost was passed by Gary Payton the second. Wow, I mean, but he's he's defense now. Like so, that's what he's good at. 
Their I couldn't tell you, man. Is Wiggins still on that squad? Or yeah, is Wiggins he is number two. Wiggins okay. is number two. Is he maturing at Jordan Poole. I don't know. I haven't. It's, Wiggins is trash. Whoa. Uh, Jordan Poole is three. Otto Porter Jr. is four. And uh, Damian Lee is their fifth leading scorer. Who's the uh, the bigger disappointment, Flynn or Wiggins? Johnny Flynn. That man couldn't even make a team in China. But wasn't there more upside? Wasn't that just a what the bleep pick where Wiggins, there was a huge upside potential with him? Yeah, he was he was the Canadian LeBron or whatever they called him. Whoa. That guy's a Canuck? Well, who's from Toronto? It's like finding out you're Canadian. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, dark match. Uh, I can run through real fast. Yeah. Uh, Togi Makabe, to, uh, Togi, uh, Tomaki Hodma, Yuji Nagata defeat Bad Luck Fale, Gato, and Jeno. Um, Whoa, the heels lost? Uh, yes, uh, Kokeshi from Tawaki uh, Honma on, on Gato. Um, I got to pull this up so I can see that. Hey, I have a question. What's the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame? Everything but the WWE? Is Ring of Honor a part of that? What about Pro Wrestling Gorilla? What is this weird thing? Where did you see the Pro Wrestling Indie Hall of Fame? Uh, ECW and Orange Crush presents the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame Saturday, January 22nd. Lufisto set to be inducted. Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Uh, the, the Great Bash Shield team won in six minutes and 40 seconds. Nice. Uh, then I went two stars. Give it a, a fat, fat deuce. <laughs> uh, then we had. Master Watto and Tenkoji defeat Suzuki Yuen members El Desperado, Takamichi Noku, Yoshinobu Kanemaru at 9.23 with Watto making Despi tap, which presumably oh, no. means he's the number one contender. <laughs> he, Watto looks like he's filling out, meaning he's slendered up, getting a little more muscular. His hair game is on point. That blue's really not there. His hair's longer. Uh, looks, looks good. Didn't watch him wrestle. But he looked cool when I was fast forwarding. <laughs> but he looked cool. <laughs> um, then in our third dark match, we had Los Ingober Nobles de Japón, Bushi, Hiromu, and Shingo defeat Suzuki Yuen members Doki, Taichi, and Zack Sabre. Shingo hits the Made in Japan to defeat Doki. 10.28 is the time on this. Is it absurd? You went, oh, nice, nice. It's about above, above an average match, a little bit above. Is it absurd that your two guys who was your, your main and your co-main events are in the dark match? Don't you get LIJ on the main card? Well, and then and then the uh, the former champions who are in the semi-semi-main also in this match. Dark Man City, man. Uh, then the show opens. And I was really impressed with the opening match. Whoa. Uh, did, you, did you, so how much of the main card did you watch? Did you watch all the main cards? Watch all of it. 
Uh, Robbie Eagle taps Rocky Romero with a reverse figure four. Uh, Flying Tiger defeat Bullet Club's cutest tag team in the Mega Coaches. My one criticism is, what was the point of that Phantasmal thing? That was so dumb. Um, he got yeah, it was a, a DQ doing a no dusty DQ finish. Match. Yeah. Uh, getting uh, literally the boots, uh, Bullet Club uh, members, El Phantasmal and Taji Shimori, as uh, the face teams hold him down where I believe, was it Robbie Eagles who went into his boots and took out a, uh, a, a foreign object, if you will, uh, yeah. which was kind of, you know, uh, foreshadowed in the beginning uh, when they were doing the entrances, which were really tight by Bullet Club. Uh, kudos to them. Um, where Phantasmo, like, jumped out or jumped into the ring and kind of stumbled and, like, mm-hmm. held his foot. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Like, he just got hurt or something is up. And then the announced team alluded to it as well. So uh, minus the DQ bullshit, um, I thought this was a fun match. Uh, Phantasmo continues to impress uh, with this character, but also diving, uh, I don't know what that would be, three quarters of the ring uh, onto Tiger Mask there. Uh, but yeah, Robbie Eagles looking like Eagle Man. Shout out to Chicago uh, commercials about insurance uh, of your automobile <laughs> type. Um, he looked kind of tight, but yeah, no, this was a fun, fun opener. Uh, Romero, that's crazy. Uh, but uh, it was good to see the mega coaches. That's for sure. Getting a payday. It was it was fun too. After in the press conference, um, uh, Rob Eagles was talking and. And Fantasma walks in the room and throws his shoe at Rob Eagles. Rob Eagles takes his Sapporo and pours the whole can in the shoe and then ch- drinks the beer out of the shoe, chugs it, and throws the shoe back at Fantasma. What? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, then we had uh awesome match, by the way. This was, this was your, great. Your second favorite match of the night? Third favorite. This was my third favorite. Whoa. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was, I was, uh, I almost, I almost went notebook. I almost went four stars on this, but uh, Sai Kamatani and uh, Tam Nakano defeat Mayu Watani, Starlight Kid. Kamatani with the Phoenix Splash on Starlight Kid. They, this is the epitome of you guys got nine minutes to get people to put eyes on you and they're like, got it. And they just yep. went out there. Like, they understood Damn. the assignment. That's right. <clears throat> it's, it, this is why, it, it, you know, we, and we go back to it. Saya Kamatani debuted in 2018. She's 25 years old. You know, look what they did. They put her over. Establish your talent early and let them develop and get the crowd And they put her over at Queendom. She beat her, you know, tag team partner in this match for the white belt. Yep, and 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 I love the um, I love the way that they work together. And Tam yep. wasn't wasn't deceiving and. Starlight Kid and Mayu works well. You talked about them doing the uh, the standing on the shoulders splash spot or whatever, and I was totally flawless. Like it was great. Even Tommy yeah, no, there there were so like good. you said, there were no lines, which was nice. This is just a great, great match, man. Mayu Iwatani shows why she's consistently one a of the leader. best wrestlers alive. Yeah, a leader. That's a great athlete to put mm-hmm. in. Yeah, this was this was awesome. This was and she wasn't match. like heavy into the match. Like she just kind of like watched, co- you know, not coach, but you know, she, she you could feel her presence, but she let the other three pretty much do their thing, which 
great. And it was a great spotlight, and, and that's what you wanted. Starlight Kid was like Starlight Kid of O just in Oweda high gear, which was fun. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, and it, was, it was just it was good. Like, I'm glad it wasn't a dark match. I'm glad we got it on the main show. Oh, for sure. They worked their ass off. I agree with that. And, and maybe there's more of these, you know, not only at Wrestle Kingdom, but, you know, more of these uh, kind of crossovers into the future. And then uh, because, you know, just like they did when they fed us, uh, they gave us Shibata, they did that to warm us up to uh, evil. And with that, instead, we get yes. the King of Pro Wrestling match after this, which was probably two and three quarters, better than I thought it was going to be, but I didn't, it was whatever. Suzuki defeats Owen, Shima, and Toriano. Uh, I marked seeing Lindemann out there in Seahawks. I was about to- that's why you gave it the extra three quarters because you saw L. Lindemann and his luscious blonde locks. <laughs> yeah, and he's so tan. Best thigh game right there. <laughs> Man, if we could get these guys in New Japan, oh, be so such a change of pace. I'd love to watch T-Hawks. Just like they have to non, do non-AEW crossovers. As we're seeing, obviously, this Saturday, January 8th, where they take on Noah. Um, but they got to be working with other companies now, right? Like, mm-hmm. the three matchups. Like, like T-Hawk versus Okada, that's your matchup. Takashita oh, versus T-Hawk, <laughs> that's your matchup. Like, T-Hawk versus everybody, That I mean, that that's your gimmick. Like, that's we your saw, thing. We saw Tiak and Takeshita uh, Corkin would be like, they what? Oh, that was what turned him into a Tiak fan. is because Tiak chopped Takeshita so hard his chest ripped open. Like, they, like that's my guy. That that guy right there. <laughs> bibbity bibbity, y'all. Isaiah Gamma Gamma Tiak. <laughs> and then, then because they know we're about to be bored to death, they decided to give us Noah coming out uh, to KG Muto's music, as I said, yes. would be the biggest thing for them to do. They did it, but I didn't expect Kano to just take the mic and just run this company down like it's nothing. But also bringing the whole roster of Noah Everybody down. was there. Then Shingo comes out, and Ooh, Shingo gets on the apron, and by the end of it, uh, yeah, LIJ, I should just say, is on the apron. And by the end of it, uh, Kano basically told them to take your ass to the back. <laughs> this is my house. They leave. Kano is still cutting the promo. And then Kano spikes the microphone, and they just play his music. Yep. And Moon is just like, well, I'm taking selfies now in the ring because I don't know how to follow that shit. <laughs> Please take <it> selfies. <laughs> I, I legitimately was like, Kano is so tight. He's That dude went in there. They were, if they were like, look, you got five minutes, kid, that man came you, in and took every, every single possible moment and made it count. Oh, a star was born with that promo. His look, God, so his tight. grit. I mean, I was like, wow, him and Okada. That would oh. be dope. Whoa, him and Naito, that's perfect to see oh, that would... one-on-one matchup when they tag on Saturday. Uh, against each other, of course, but um, I uh, I didn't even wow. know what he was saying, and I was hyped. Yeah, I uh, I <laughs> saw the English subtitles on the uh, New Japan channel, and um, that was was really funny to kind of see. So uh, I I don't know, Kano 
Um, like I said, a star Nakajima, who was their their main champion, who went to war with Goshiyazaki, um, just sitting on a turnbuckle. Didn't say he just did his his you know his smile, um, his smirk. And Kiyomiya first says something, you know, talking shit to Okada, calls out Ibushi, said, yo, bro, my hair game is better, not yours. Um, and like you said, then Kano just takes over, and, and it was beautiful to kind of see a subtle invasion angle before intermission. Oh. I'm happy they did it before intermission. What about you? Yeah, it, and it made me a lot more excited for... Oh, yeah, it was after this match because I forgot Sonata was in the mission. Um, it made me a lot more excited for Saturday. Mm. God, that's already tomorrow night. Like 25 hours from now, that's going to be. Because it starts earlier than Wrestle Kingdom. I think it starts at 1230 our time. Whoa. On Abima, as Stuart Fulton would say. On Abima. And then we had worst match of the show, in my opinion. Evil Yujiro and Show. Uh, defeat Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Yo. I went two stars. Uh, show pins Yo with a forearm or something is what I have written down. Because I, didn't, I really didn't care. It literally was a blink and you missed it type of match. Um, yeah, I I, the shorter. only thing I was like, I spit out my water. I was like, wait, Yoshihashi can become double champ? <laughs> um, that, and that's then, your problem with New Japan. Just kidding. <laughs> So we come back from break. And I thought the last four were, were a better run than last. Oh, I shouldn't say a better run than last night because I think I had the three and three quarters in there too, but I did have a five. So, yeah, I think I, I enjoyed it more. Um, kind of to tie these two together. I don't have a lot to say about them. Uh, I'll, I'll give the four to you if you have anything on them. Uh, I went three and a half on both. Sonata with the bridge pin defeating Great O'Connor and Naito with Destino to beat Jeff Cobb. So I liked both of them well. Yes. I just, you know, 1321 for Sonata Okan, 1534 for Naito and Cobb. They were very good G1 matches. Yeah, yeah. Sense. They were like the second or third match at a G1. And that's... They that's were given their time. Fun. They were given their time. It, it, to be honest, the only thing I'm irked about is Sonata getting the win um, and then making United Empire go winless, which irritated me. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought the Sonata match was great, but that's cause I'm a mark for the great Ocon. Uh, but Jeff Cobb, uh, was tremendous. I loved how they played the knee, uh, this time Naito taking advantage, uh, and, you know, kind of taking out Jeff Cobb's knee, which kind of, you know, halted him from doing the uh, tour of the islands, uh, which then, you know, prompted Naito to do, uh, Valencia. And then of course, uh, El Destino. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I like that story that they told in that match. It was just funny that Naito was the one doing the knee damage. Uh, then our seven main event, Alex, I went four and a quarter on this. I, Whoa, really wanted went, to, I, I really wanted to make it lower, but I just, you know, I, it I just can't be fun. It, so, Erostanashi defeats Kenta. I just, I don't understand why these old men beat the shit out of their bodies for nothing. <laughs> like, and, uh, so the thing that bothered me about IWGP United States Championship. <laughs> so like, 
the the thing that irked me about it, and normally I deduct points from it, but being how creative it was at the end, I actually laughed at it. But there was a couple times where it felt like Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, last man standing when <laughs> they couldn't find the handcuff key. And instead of just having stupid gimmick fucking handcuffs where you can just break the cuffs and look like a badass, <laughs> they have to completely ruin everything. Hmm. Hiroshi Tanahashi is trying to put this table together on Oof. the floor. And he's no, kicking he at pays the people to put tables up. He <laughs> yeah. does not do that shit outside of, of this match. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you can tell, because he's, instead of just lifting the legs, he's kicking at the supports to keep them together, and then he's trying to turn it over, and he tips it, then it bends back closed, then he just lays it back over, and he opens back up and kicks each of the legs again. Then he tries to lift and hoof flip it up, and one of the ends bend again, so he puts it back up, and now the third time he's trying... I'm going, oh my, it's just, I, all I can think of is, all I can think about is Homicide trying to climb out of that small cage. And, oh. and oh, yeah, yeah. This was, I wonder I wonder if I can, I might even have it, what, the, what this felt like to me. What is Big Little Lie? Oh, this is all, this is the stuff from CJ. I think this was a, a, a thing you were going to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about all that stuff. Um, where did that go? I know it's on here. Oh, man. No, I but I thought this was a, the, the Falcon Arrow that Kent had delivered from the top rope through the table that uh, was finally erected uh, was a really, really fun, tight spot. But, of course, here we the go. finish is... That's what I was imagining was happening the whole time. Yeah. I kind of want to watch this match with that loop. (laughs) And then Kenta puts this ladder. This is the biggest ladder I've ever seen in my life, by the way. Whoa. I mean, that Paul White. (laughs) I mean, dude, that ladder could have, like, touched the ceiling of my building. Like, you don't even need a lift to change the light bulb. Just get the New Japan ladder out. (laughs) And... Kenta puts it up and he looks at it and he's like, this shit isn't even safe. So he starts unscrewing the supports and mm-hmm. crisscrossing them and reese. I'm going, my God, he's playing Bob fucking Vila in the middle of the ring right now. Do you think How- someone put that ladder out there as a rib? Who's ribbing Tanahashi and Kenta? For real. Who's ribbing them? I, I mean, you're so not far fetched because of having to watch Kenta re-put it, re and thankfully they must not have been tight because he's able to unscrew everything. So now this bitch is so tight, Kenta's at the top rope or at the top of the ladder, and he's gonna stomp Tanahashi through the table. Tana cuts him off and then goes to tip over the ladder, but this thing is so secure now he can't even tip it over. So Kenta just kind of jumps, and he lands face first on a fucking trash can, cuts the whole left side of his eye open, shatters his nose. You can see him checking his nose. He's bleeding from above the eye. He gets put on the table. Tanahashi climbs to the top of the thing, and he can't figure out how to safely turn around. Finally does, and then he hits a a high-fly flow to which shitty Japanese tables snap. (laughs) 
And then it cuts Kenta from the top of his shoulder to his kidney. So he's got this ginormous cut on his back. There's a piece of table broken that has blood splattered like somebody got shot in the head with PSI. <laughs> and I mean, this is, and, and at the end of it, I'm going, that was fucking amazing. Like, normally yeah. I'd have been like, turn it off. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever reason it worked. And I don't know why, but I was just like, when I was done, I was like, yeah, it's fucking rules. Like, I was all in on it. But, like, I, I think back at it, and I'm like, God, no wonder a couple people gave this two stars on Grapple. But I was like, no, fuck really? I'm going four and a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. That was probably the best description of anything um, I've ever heard. <laughs> it was great. It was just fantastic. And, and Kenta came out looking dope in that all white. I want that hoodie yeah, he had on. That hoodie, that hoodie was really cool. Oh, Kenta, I dig his kid. mood. I dig his vibe, as the kids say. I'm like, yeah. I'm that guy. I get it. it Making two dads to... try to prove who's better. <laughs> <laughs> this this might have been, I think, too why, regardless of how shitty the end and great the end was at the same time, this is probably my most memorable and favorite Kenta match of his New Japan run. And I think that's why I put it so high. Yeah. No, I I, th- I had a ball with this match, as awkward as it was. <laughs> uh, the blood, um, yeah, uh, Kenta got his ass kicked, uh, <laughs> but he's that heel that you want to see get his ass kicked. So, Did um, it not look like somebody got shot with a silencer in yeah. the head and the blood shot all over that broken piece of wood? I've seen way too much blood in, like, the last, not even a week, <laughs> from AEW to uh, New Japan oh, to, Oh, my God, Danielson? Course, yeah, and that Danielson on Dynamite. Oh, Very good match. Hard to, uh, hard to you know, kind of set the tone from their, their classic, dare I say, Broadway uh, from Winter is Coming. Uh, but uh, uh, it, I think it, it cements Adam Page, and I don't think it hurts Danielson. Um, it'll be interesting what they do with him now, if he's still going to be this, you know, this iteration of him, um, which I would say, why not? But, well, think uh, of this. He was a face going into this, right? Mm-hmm. And and everybody, I shouldn't and say everybody. I everyone. I, I don't remember your exact take, but I remember, I, I know I was in the minority when I said, Danielson's going to win, and then he's going to face Paige to get Paige over. And most people thought, if Miro wins, Paige is winning. But if Danielson wins, Kenny's winning. Yeah. And then everybody was shocked. And I was like, no, it makes sense. Because this is a company where they don't worry about heel face. They, they, they do it on the fly. And Danielson losing, it's just like Punk losing to MJF will not hurt Punk at all. No. But In Danielson, fact, you need that to happen. Exactly. You need to keep building them. Because Hangman and, Hangman and MJF, I think, is your next mega draw pay-per-view. Yeah. And so Danielson does everything face the whole time. But because he's in there with the number one baby face, he still works the same Brian Danielson, but he just adds a little bit of ego to it, and people boot mm-hmm. him. Ego, now yeah. he can come out, he can shake his hand, and go on to the next program and not change a thing, and he's going to get cheered. That's what I love about this. 
And that's why I was saying, no, we want Danielson to win and not Miro, because it's going to be a better story. And it was. This was tremendous. Could be on a match of the year. Could be on an uh, you know, events of the year. I think the first one was better. I agree with you. Um, I mean, I but it still had drama. I didn't. I didn't think Paige was going to win. You know, as clean as a uh, bloody head and bloody ring canvas would make out to be. But um, uh, yeah, I was just, and it proved. You know, or I should say, it it showed that Hangman's Punisher was something to fear. You know, one buckshot lariat. I love the first attempt by Paige, and, you know, Danielson just falls limp. Yeah. And, you know, beautiful the just Kenny to dodge it. Kazuchiko, uh, yep. spot from the second one. You know, Devil, so, where Paige, if, if Paige came over, you know he got it from there because he was probably really excited oh, yeah. for that match. How great was the. And we'll get to the main event of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. We're not, we're not trying to ditch off him. We've got to talk about it since we, we got on. But The worst uh, match ever. I think the biggest pop that I had from from that title match was when they did the suplex over the top rope and then the other guy goes with, but then he landed on his feet and there was still the suplex. I was like, how do you how did they do that? I my biggest I, pop was seeing Jerry Lynn on screen for two seconds. <laughs> that that move confused confused me about as much as that Starlight Kid Azumi pin that we talked about uh, on that when we reviewed Stardom. But I was like, yeah. I have no clue how she got from there to there into that kind of a role. It was like Starlight Kid did it too in the in the match with uh with I think she did it to, to Kabatani. She did a, a Hurricane Rana and midway through she she switched it into an O'Connor role. Mm. Like when she she completely contorts herself, she does a hurricane rana, and on her way backwards, she does a one eighty while still holding her head, and now has her in a pin while she's sitting up. I'm like, how do you do that shit, man? <laughs> Oof. Man, that that match is great, but uh, I, I, just don't say uh, Okana roll because then it makes me think of Sonata getting victories over Great Okan. Makes me sad. <laughs> uh, then we had our main event. Kazuchika Okada defeats Will Ospreay, uh, 32-52. I went the full five. I thought this was tremendous. Easily matching the two shows. This is this is exactly what when we talked. They said at the end of the day, is is Osprey going to be better than the shingle match? And you said yes. Oh. And to me, it was. Uh, what did you think? Did you did you prefer this over the other one? Yeah. Um. The character of Osprey now is. A little cartoony at times, um, you know, we're, with him trying to be a little more confident. But, uh, um, no, this match told a great story. Okada, like, I like this version of Okada. Again, he is there to put the money clip on you, not as the finisher, but as the setup, you know, and just kind of utilizing um, the Rainmaker, which, by the way, was that an official Rainmaker that Osprey kicked out of? Uh, yes. Because I was on the fence because- on it. Because they, then they did the because uh, Okada kicked out of the Stormbreaker, didn't he? Yes, correct. Yeah, and then Okada does a Stormbreaker to Osprey. Oh, yeah, let's say they get each other's moves. God, this is really good. This is really good. But you could and you Great knew it was going to be good. These guys are friends. They both want to go out there and have the best match. They both wanted to go out there and try to make sure they. You think the they other do karaoke together? Hopefully, I hope Okada's in the cool. back one. Elevated, ele- elevate me to the sky. So Osprey 
I'm, I'm assuming he goes back to Rev Pro to keep trying to get Ricky Knight Jr. over, which I, I think thought, is a good no, idea. He's not leaving. The, the forbidden door is not for him. But I'm like, how are you going to do the Warrior Wrestling Championship in South Bend, Indiana on the 22nd, bro? <laughs> I think he means he's not going to AEW. Whoa. Um, but, I, you know, I think... But he, he said he's going to MLW. He said he still wants to do that. That's bad. Is that I'll a mistake it. on his part? I I think... I would love it if, if they established Ricky Knight Jr. enough where he could do New Japan, too. Because that'd be a nice little addition. Um, but I, I, think, I think this was a good test. You know, as I said, they test everybody. They, they did the test run with Evil. It didn't work. They figured that out. They did the test run with Jay White. It kind of worked. So they know what they have there. You know, they did the test run initially with Naito, and then they figured out it worked. This was Osprey's test run, mm-hmm. you know. So I think did he pass in your eyes? I think yes, and, and I think they need to when he wins it back again because I believe he will. I think they got to do it when he's a babyface. As great of a heel as he is, I just I like I like Osprey <laughs> as a face, and I, you have a story there too where he has to go through his old faction, if you will. So there's there's a lot he could do. I think as a, as a babyface. Yeah, but that can that uh, that can't be for a while. No, and I don't think. In my opinion, because I mean, I think right now, if I'm New Japan, I'm expecting that hopefully 2023 Tokyo Dome restrictions are lifted and we're in control. Hopefully, oh. that's hopeful. We we got a lot farther, you know, this year or with with all the stuff that we did the first year, you know. Yeah. So we. I think the hopeful is that. So I think as of right now, the in their mind, Okada's going into the dome next year as champion. It's just what is he going to do? I don't think he's losing it this whole calendar year. Hmm. Unless evil beats him. <laughs> wow. Uh, don't you mean the guy who came out and uh, gave a pseudo challenge to the Rainmaker after beating Osprey? Ah, senor. <laughs> I was I, I can't lie I was a little hyped when I saw Nitro come out. Anniversary. You know, that means we're not getting Okada Despy. Whoa, which is fine. What if we get what if Wano won and we get Okada and Wano? God. Show <laughs> <was> trash. <laughs> um, no, that means I, my guess is it'll be at. New Beginning or Castle Attack or whatever they're calling it this year. No, you got to save that for the anniversary show. Unless you prolong it for... Uh, well, they, the anniversary show is always the heavyweight versus junior non-title. Mm. I'm going to get that. Remember how badly wore that COVID-19 Okada? Horomu, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, or it was Naito Horomu we didn't get. Oh, yeah, because he was going to take down all the uh, LIJ members. Yeah. Uh, so, but New Beginning, you got to figure that's that's what Okada beat Tanahashi. So, New Beginning's a big show to these guys. Yeah. Or, or I guess, wait till Sakura Genesis. Does no, Okada take uh, Shibata? I was about to say that you got to do the fifth year. It's the fifth year anniversary of the oh, unfortunate God. matchup. That's how you give asses 
seats. You you build on, you know, memories and grief and <laughs> sadness and say, is it going to happen again? Will Okada cripple this man? Find out. Come on down to Sakura Genesis. <laughs> Come on down to Snorristown. <laughs> Shibata looked in tremendous shape. Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, I want to. I want to be I'm, like that when I'm older. I I hope I hope they do something fun with this ring because they need to. They're they're in a weird spot right now where they don't have a lot. Really? Just, I don't know. It it was not a good year for New Japan, and it sucks to say no. that because Osprey and Shingo are on top. Right when I say that, and, and so it's like that it sucks to say. But, like, this was the first year where New Japan, like, wasn't, like, essential watching. No. For me. Um, so, we get, so coming up 25 hours, we have night three of Wrestle Kingdom. I, uh, we, we previewed it already in detail on our uh, Mystery Vortex show. And then I just reiterated our points when I did the .5 edition of it. So, I don't think we have a lot to get into with it. Um, that'll be show 199. Are we? Are you? You wanting to come back Saturday, like Saturday night? Maybe, maybe. Exactly. There might, depending on how I feel. I just found out a movie I've been wanting to see is in Sioux Falls, and then I found out another movie is also playing, but that one's only at eight o'clock. Son of a bitch! I know. So maybe Sunday. But when are your Vikings play? Are, are they afternoon or or night? Uh, Vikings, Bears. Oh, it's Bears. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll do it at night. Or after the game. Or after the game. How about that? I'll have Sydney till probably 3, and then I'm going to bring him home, and then I'm going with Zeke to go watch the 3.30 games. Because it's a lot of football. But if I feel like shit, I mean, I'll I'll probably stay home. But otherwise, yeah, like I would do a Sioux Falls movie marathon. Because I still want to see West Side Story. Licorice Pizza is the movie I really want to see. It's a Paul Tam- Thomas Anderson film, who I love. And then um, Red Rocket, starring uh, MTV's Simon Rex, uh, oh, is a in a Sean Baker film. Uh, it's supposed to be a fantastic performance. Like a mini work, the wrestler-esque performance where people are talking, getting it hyped up. Uh, it's supposed to have a uh, pretty fun, it's an interesting plot line. I don't want to say it over the air, but... Uh, Again, it's supposed to be pretty, pretty damn good performances, and that's what I'm all about. So uh, that might be my day. But if I feel like how I feel now, I, uh, I'm gonna have the house to myself, so I might just sleep. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, but at some point, we'll just say some point next week, uh, we're targeting to get uh, episode 200 up to you guys, our award show. Um, I'm gonna get that ballot over to Alex here. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night. 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Uh, night one of the S1 Grand Prix 2022. S1? It's going to be awesome. Be excited. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, what matches of the uh, tournament start off uh, tomorrow night on oh, Twitch at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time? Twitch.tv. Let, let me pull up my, my ballot here. Or is that um, spoilers? No, no. Uh, from Block B, we have Kento Miyahara taking on T-Hawk. We have Keno taking on Adam Cole. We have Shatero Ashino taking on Suwama. 
We then have Chris Brooks taking on Kaito Ishida, and then Daisuke Sakamoto taking on Ryuichi Kawakami, with Shingo Takagi getting a bye this week, as we have 11, so every week one will have off. Um, and then in our A block, Kaito Kiyomiya uh, is not wrestling this show. Uh, we have Go Shiozaki taking on Jake Lee. Ooh. Katsuhiko Nakajima taking on Yuji Okabayashi. Hayato Tamura taking on Daniel Garcia. Shuji wow. Shikawa taking on Eita. And in our main event, Brian Danielson taking on Kazuchika Okada. Oof. He's calling him out, man. <laughs> Punk responded. Wherever that match is, we're going. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, it would be better if it was in Chicago. Way easier to get to. But... <laughs> I don't want Alex to go to Atlanta. Get healthy. Thank you. And uh, we're going to sign off here. It's and, cold, uh... people. Cold. <laughs> he doesn't have the thing. Nothing. Uh-oh. My, um, my computer monitor... Totally just uh, did that thing again, so I can't. I don't know how to end the episode. Uh oh. Say, say hit a button. We'll, we'll see what happens here. Did it do anything? <laughs> oh. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. <laughs> can, can you log into the studio and sign us out? Oh, this is legit, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm not lying. My computer monitor just decides to turn itself off, but it's not off. It's just like a black screen. But I can still see like the mouse moving and shit. Yeah, this is a real thing. Did did, did you end it? Oh, he did end it. Okay. <laughs> 